0: Welcome to the B2B Marketing and Copywriting Podcast. I am your host, Linda Malone, Certified Conversion Copywriter and Founder of The Copyworks. In this podcast, I interview marketing and copywriting experts on all facets of, well, marketing and copy, with an emphasis on the link between the two with a focus on creating higher conversions in your B2B business. I also include recordings from the other side of the table, where I'm interviewed by the host of other podcasts and short clips of tips from yours truly on copywriting. In short, you'll find something for everyone in the marketing and copywriting B2B world. Let's dig in.
1: My guest today is Ben Ezai. Ben is a brand identity designer, so he shapes perception by crafting identities that influence how people relate with corporate brands. That's a mouthful, but basically, he is talking today about branding misconceptions, the role of perception, how to build a brand, and a lot more. Let's jump right in. Ben, I'm so excited to talk to you today because we have gone back and forth on LinkedIn for And you always post the most fascinating and really helpful information on branding. And so I wanted to talk to you about that exact topic. So thank you so much for taking time to, to talk to me today. I appreciate it.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm happy to be here. I'm happy to be on the podcast. finally.
1: Yeah. It's been a while. So let me ask you, what is about, is it about branding that intrigued you? Like what, what made you? get drawn to this area of business.
2: Okay. Yeah. So it's not the typical reason of, I I wanted to make an impact on, on a particular business or I wanted to see how to understand, create an impact with my market or things like that. Like it it started off as, as a means of, of finding myself, finding my, my identity. And, 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 and this is the thing, when I got out of school, that's the orthodox school, I, I, I looked at, okay, I did the engineering and, and, and I asked myself, is this something I wanted to pursue and is this something I saw myself doing for five years, for 10 years, for 15 years, for 20 years, you get me? Mm-hmm. And, 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 and as I asked myself this question, I realized that it, 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 it wasn't. And, and, and then I said to myself, okay, what, what are these things I feel like, uh, I a part of my identity, I a part of my person that, that hasn't been brought to the fore. Mm-hmm. Or even if they had been brought to the fore, I haven't channeled them or focused them into a career path. And the thing is, what you refer to as passions or talents or things like that, uh, some people call it talents, some people say passions, you know, so whatever you name it as, you know. And so I realized at the very young age that I had the I had the, the talent for the visual arts, that's one. I had the knack for technology and just the internet environment and just figuring software out and just getting the hang of things you understand, that surrounds the tech ecosystem. Mm-hmm. And then the last one was just that interest in business. Mm-hmm. So these three things had manifested at a very young age for me as a boy. I, I, at some point I even sold paintings, you understand that? I did, I did, I did a couple of that, and uh, while well, it 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 wasn't something that I eventually, you understand, took on to be like a, a full time career or something. Like I said, I never even went to art school, you understand. But then the visual art, like I said, came very easy to me. Mm-hmm. And like uh, the other one was just figuring things out, like like taking things apart you understand appliances in the house, things like that. Just, just and and just being able to navigate the internet space, being able to just make use of software, design software, you know, some things like that, even without having to go to the school or anything of that sort. You know, and and like I said, the love and the interest in business and buying and selling, rudimentary. And I feel like this this was influenced by by my folks, because here in Lagos, these were these were people that started out as doing rudimentary business, like we call it trading, you know, and buying and selling. They had a product they didn't have any fancy tools. They didn't have LinkedIn. They didn't have all that stuff, right. but they just had that network. They had the, the, and they looked for ways to, you understand, make people interested in buying from them. So I, I picked this up from them and I was always interested in seeing how I could you understand, mm-hmm. get into business, you understand, help businesses. So like I said, eventually I, I, I talked to myself and I said, okay, how, how could this manifest, how can I? And then I actually found design and I went, I went, I did one year of design school, studied multimedia design and, um, learned a bunch of stuff, animation, video editing, static graphics, 3d modeling, character animation, rigging. a bunch of stuff. I learned And when I, and when I finished, I did like one year or two years of just dabbling various projects, you understand mm-hmm. my skill sets. And then eventually I said to myself, okay, I believe that it had to be something that, that impacted business. It had to be a way to help business. And, and then I just tried to finish my skills and then hone the skills I already had. Learned a lot about brands, read a lot of books, you know, and did a couple of courses as well. And, and, and then that's just how, how it all started for me.
1: Well, what I love is that you combine, like usually people are very technical or they're, they're very artistic or artsy, as I say it, and you've combined mm-hmm. that. And that's kind of, that's, that's an interesting combination because it works, especially when it comes to branding, because you need the visual and then you also need mm-hmm.
2: technical.
1: So what does brand actually mean to you? Cause we hear that word all the time.
2: It's like. Mm. You know, yeah, yeah, that's the thing about, about the word. And, and, and the funny thing is with, with definitions, the definitions help to send whatever, whatever discipline or even helps uh, the discipline, uh, or even if you have an offer, you understand, or, or whatever part of business, you understand, or, or whatever niche you fall into, you understand, if, you, if you're able to define what you do, then it's easier to make people understand. But then with brands, there's, there's various definitions and various understanding. And, and the prevalent and what society has accepted to be the norm is that the brand is, is like a company or brands like a product. The brand is like a model. What happens is as, as a brander, you're now at a crossroad, right? but in your quest to educate your market, do you use the terms that they are already familiar with so that you, they can grasp the message, you understand? And, and that's a crossroad I find myself at a lot of times. But then as an insider, as someone that, that, that has done this for, for a couple of years, and as someone that really understands what brand means, it's not a company, it's not a product, it's not a model, it's a perception, that's what brand is. The brand is a perception, it's what you actually think mm-hmm. about the product, what you actually think about the company, what you actually think about the model. So that's the misconception. and. and and that's something that 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 plagues the industry and and like i said there needs to be a sort of balance in your education because this is something that society already takes as the norm so you understand even when you when try to educate them you need to find a balance in you understand giving them what they already understand and then still making them see you understand the deeper meaning to, to what brand is and getting them to really understand it from the insider point of view.
1: Yeah. And it makes sense. It's like when you see, I use the term logo because it's how you identify a lot of these big brands. You see the Nike logo, you just see the swoosh. You don't even have to see the word Nike and you know what Mm -hmm. that means. You see the Apple logo and so logo is part of it. But like, what is the reason for the misconception? Why is it that we've been. You know, just are the market is, or the advertising, like what is it, is that's the reason behind the misconception and what we feel is branding versus what it really is.
2: The thing is, uh, with how society works, like (laughs) it's, it's like consecutively you've been, you've come across a certain message, you understand, and that message might be, might not necessarily be the, the, the truth, you understand, or the fact. But with time, you're conditioned to accept this as the norm. So I feel like it it had to do with just those that 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 have come before me. You understand? Probably the OG branders that probably didn't um have the understanding of brand, you understand? They, they, or, or had a different point of view. You get me? And and then they they, they championed that point of view. You get me? And, and I feel like that's what that's what the market took. Hook, line, and sinker. But then, as, as someone that really understands what this is about, as someone that has an understanding of this and has, you understand, weighed a lot of definitions and options, it's, it's it, it just makes more sense. You, you get me? Because, because when you look at it, there's something more, and it's like, and we like to call it the it's like an intangible asset. You understand? It's, it's valuable but it's not tangible. So if the brand is a is a building or if the brand is a company or if the brand is, is a product or if the brand is, is a model, if the brand is you don't really explain, you don't really it can accomplish or what you can actually do with it. So like I it, like I said, it has to do with um it has to do with these definitions that have been passed down consecutively as and something that, that eventually Everyone, everyone just, just had to run with it. Yeah. But, but it's something because it's a misconception that we are trying to. And explore.
1: it seems like branding can almost happen mm-hmm. by accident. It's like how people perceive you really isn't, isn't mm-hmm. part of it. Like if you are, you're creating a brand and maybe you're not clear on what you stand for. Well, people, you know, your customers will let you know. I mean, if you're standing present, I mean, you can see how, Certain brands can completely change just if they do, you know, the company runs into some kind of trouble or they have like a legal situation and all of a sudden they, people, I mean, I'm thinking about probably more personal brands and company brands, but also company. I'm thinking, okay, Tylenol, when they had that whole problem about hacking, you know, people were, they had, they never found out who did it either. They, you know, somebody was poisoning people through into the bottles and, and, and putting poison, people were people died. And so you had that brand now that you know is just associated with that situation and Mm -hmm. didn't ask for that, you know, but is that part of like cause you hear about identity and perception and you talk about a lot of this on LinkedIn. How Mm. does that play a role into branding?
2: That's it negative. There's negative perception, and it was in a recent post that I, I talked about negative perception or bad perception, you understand? And that's just, it's, it's bad brand. Negative perception is, is bad brands, negative brand. Mm-hmm. you understand, and annex. And when you look at it like this, and the example you gave with, with Tylenol, they would have a choice to, to change this perception, you understand, change that narrative. And in doing so, change the brand. So you see that the brand is not a tangible, it's not a physical you get me, it's not, it's not a model. It's not a company. It's, it's more of, of an idea. It's more of an understanding, you understand it. It's, right. it's what you know, you understand or what you, what you perceive to be the truth about this company, about this, the, and I'm and talking about the identity and perception. Like you said, something I hammer on a lot. And the fact is some of, some of the businesses, that in, when I, when I educate them on brand and when I bring or oh, this definition and this understanding, it's, it's, like it takes them aback. And okay, then they, they're not like, okay, are we at the mercy of, are we at the mercy of markets since do we then, like, we do not have the power to our own brand. Is that what this means? If, if the power of perception lies with the people, so what then do we as business owners do if this perception is brand? That means, you understand, we do not have any power since the market can just do anything with, 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 with what they have. You understand that? And that brings me to the, to the point of there's a source of perception, you understand? There's a source of brand. And that source, there's a couple of things, you understand? There's a couple of ingredients that, that informs that perception. Mm-hmm. But as a business, you understand, coming from a, from a business point of view now, as a business, and even as a human being, you get me, it all stems from your identity. It all stems from the identity and how you are able to first, because, because when you're able to define this identity, and then you're able to communicate this identity that you have defined, then you start to build that person. you get me? And, and, and eventually that's when you, that's when you have a brand. So. A couple of business just spring up and it's like, I, I just, I launched a brand. I established a brand. Like, you don't, you don't, you don't have a brand. You've not done it you. Your brand is at the mercy of the market. Like you've not shaped perception. You've not influenced this perception. What is that? source? like, have you done your homework? So that's the thing. To get to the perception, you need to start from the identity. And let's just, let's bring it to the, to the human point of view, or the human standpoint. For instance, I'm, I'm staring at you now and what I see just looking at you is, is, um, and that's the thing is, is a woman, understand? And I see that, that you, you're wearing wearing black and you're wearing, it's like a turtleneck. you get me and, and these are things I just see and, and you're asking me questions, you understand? And, and. I heard the last time you wore, you wore, um, you wore glasses, you understand, and I, I presume that these glasses are recommended. These things are, these things are a bit of, of your identity that you portray, but these are like the visual side, these are the things I can just see. And yeah. then as I see these things, I'm able to create a perception of you. One of, one of those, I don't know if you know this, but, but myopia has, is linked to high internet. So as a person, I might feel like, okay, since I saw her with, with glasses, then she's intelligent. She's an intelligent person. This is a perception i built just by looking at you. Now you're, 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 you're wearing right a black tattoo neck. I say, okay. It's actually dark green, but it looks. Okay. Bad. Oh, okay. 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 Yeah. It's a dark color. You know, so it's like, it's like all, all to this point. So I feel like maybe your, your was are very, and I do not mean the GOP or anything like that. I'm not talking about the political affiliation or what I'm talking about just disposition as a human being, as to being conservative, you understand? So these are perceptions I can just, they might not be the right perception, but because of these cues I'm able to take from just the physical attributes, then I can, I can build up, you understand what I understand to be your brand. So now we get deeper then. Then minute as you talk, I then to see, okay, these are the values that you hold true. These are these are your ideas, these are your opinions on subject matter, you understand. Get deeper than that, and, and I understand your purpose, you understand, why you do things, you understand. And, and then I start to see you in a new light, you understand, and, and all this still informs my perception of you. Mm-hmm. So that's just a little bit about that. So when it comes to the corporate world or, or the business now, it's 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 Almost the same thing. You understand? It's 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 still the same kind of a thought process. You understand? It starts from the identity. Mm -hmm. You get me? And it starts from understanding what makes you different as a business. You understand? The personality of the business. You understand? What are you going to portray? You understand? The visual attributes of the business. You understand? The purpose of the business. You understand? Things like this. The values. The ideas. the, The what makes you different, you understand, from everyone else? You're, you're even, these things are your identity and, and, even more furthermore, because you are a business and because what you do is part of who you are, and this is something I strongly believe in, what you do is part of who you are. So what you do is a part of your identity. You get me? And there's a lot of people that like to say life, work, balance or life Separate life and work, or what? What you understand? That's their, their school of thought, understanding. From a brand standpoint, on just my understanding, what you do is who you are. We we like the, what we do as human beings. Whatever you call work, yes, there is a part of you, like your whole existence on this on this planet. You understand? You you would walk. You do something. You understand? Even if it's not like an actual job, maybe it's a hobby or whatever, mm-hmm. but what you do is part of who uh, you are. So from the business standpoint, from just the business point of view, then you see that to actually get it right in your identity, then you must understand your offer and how do we, you understand, what do we actually offer, you understand? What are our products? And that's why I say, you understand, it's a part of your identity. Right. And when you get all these things down. And then you define it, you understand? Even your, your target audience, you understand? Because, okay, if you're doing something, then who are you doing this thing for? Right. You understand? Your market, your target audience, your ideal customers, you understand? All these things tie into your identity. You get me? And, and once you get that nailed down, then you move to communicating this identity. You get me? And, and that's the second aspect of it. And then.
1: Well, it's so interesting, but it's funny what you say about, you know, I have like my identity is that I'm very artsy. I don't want to be like everybody else sits in front of a bookcase. I am, you know, I'm intellectual, but yet that's not, that's not the identity I want to portray. I want, I have that sign that says life better when you're laughing. I'm always joking. I have everything around me. Is me. And yeah, I have, I have about 20 different pairs of glasses and I wear those sometimes and I need them for visual. I don't like the way the camera reflects off of them when I'm recording. So I take them off, but I have Mm. to find on my notes to about 24 (laughs) points. But it is, it is exactly how I want to, you know, this is how I want to move. And it's also (laughs) what, what I, what came to mind is when I work with a new client, one of their mm. biggest concerns, and it's a valid one, is getting their voice right. Because if you have a brand identity that is super casual or, you know, you want it to be relatable, but mm. yet your copy is dry, it's corporate, there's mm. that conflict. And I'm a lot of times I'm hired because they want it to be warmer, you know? So yeah. that's what I was yeah. thinking about when you were saying that, That you know, what's yeah. your perception? I'd actually just have one because I know these are kind of huge questions, but how do you build a brand? I mean, that seems like a, an enormous question. Are there certain steps like that you would? Mm.
2: The point of building a brand is actually shaping and influencing perception. If you can do this, then you have built a brand. If you just leave it to, to, to your whims, you understand, or you just, um, you just freestyle it, you mm-hmm. you, can, you don't, you don't have a brand because people will then develop whatever perception of you that, uh, that it didn't fit, you understand? And, and, and eventually, you understand, like I said, it might not be the right perception, most of the time you won't be lucky enough, you understand, to get. So, so there is, so now the, the onus is on the business owner, the onus is on the brander, whoever they work with, you understand, to help shape this perception, to help, to help influence this perception, because you can't force it. You can't control what people think, but you can influence it. You can, you can shape it, you understand, to an extent. And make sure that, you understand, that eventual perception ties into, you understand, it's in line with actually what you stand for, you know, it's in line. So there's no, there's no disconnect. And it all starts, like I said, from your identity. But there, there are three steps. It's a good thing I explained the identity in, in detail, you understand, too. So define your identity. That's the first step. If you want to build a brand, define your identity. The second step is to communicate this identity. And then the third step is to build the right perception, you understand? And if you do the first two well, then you're on your way to building the right perception. Let me go into number two a little bit. And this is communicating that perception. So so the thing is communicating the identity. You understand? You define the identity. Now you have to communicate it. Now, there are various brand elements, you understand? There There are various elements that you would consider when it comes to communicating your identity. Now you, you could you could go the visual route, you understand? You could also implement messaging, you could implement the attributes. But the point is is when you have this this brand elements, things like your your positioning, things like your your tone of voice, things like your visual identity, things like your mission statement, your vision statement. You understand? Uh, things like that. When you you have this brand, these are brand elements and what they do is they communicate your identity, communicate who you are and what you do. And and as you communicate this with, with, in the form of these brand elements, and even in the visual side, your local, your colors, your, you understand, your patterns, even the sound, you understand, even sounds that you want to be associated with you, you understand. There's a lot of details, but the point is. At that stage, what you're trying to do is communicate that, that identity that you have discovered or that identity that you have, you have brought to the fore. Yes? And when you are able to communicate this, then it leads to, to the third step, which is building the right perception. And, and, at this, and at this stage, it's just about consistency and it's about showing off and it's about putting yourself out there. So you're able to define your identity and you've been able to use certain brand elements, you understand, even your unique value proposition, your unique selling points, your tagline, your slogans, these are ways in which you, you, you communicate this identity, you understand, you're able to do that. And then you put this out there because when you just have everything on paper or when you have everything in your head, you understand, you're not, you can't build the right perception. So there's a need to put it out there, you understand, let the world understand that, okay, this is what I stand for. This is my identity. I'm communicating this identity to you in the hopes that I can actually shape the perception that you have of me, as opposed to you just, you understand, going with, with whatever, you understand, whatever you have in your head, you understand? And when you do that, then people start to you understand, understand you for who you truly are, you understand, understand the business for, for what it truly stands for, you understand, and then you are able to achieve that perception. You are able to achieve what, what, what is called brand. And that's why we talk about brand activation, you understand? And, and that's very, very important because if you're able to get the first two steps right and you do not activate the brand properly, you understand? Even with campaigns, even with, even, you understand, just with a platform like LinkedIn, you understand? So these are platforms where you can actually activate your brand, you understand? Even, you understand? various, various ways of activating the brand, ensuring that, um, these things you've built, you understand, are being seen and are being felt and are being understood by the, the market, you understand? And, and once you are able to do this, you understand, you, you start to build that perception, you understand, you start to build that perception and, and eventually you, you have a brand.
1: It's interesting you say. He- Because as soon as you were talking, all I could think about was, like, on LinkedIn, that's what we're all trying to do, right?
2: Is we're building our personal Personal brand. brand. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And you talk about, you know, the same, you stay in in your lane, as they say, you know, and kind of talk about the same topic. But branding is such a huge topic. And there's so many arts to it. Entire books are written about branding. So exactly. it's really hard to sell up in a 30 minute, you know, coffee. <laughs> exactly. but you know what? If people want to know more about you, where can they find you on LinkedIn? And do you have a website or something that you want? Yeah.
2: To- yeah. It's basically LinkedIn. I, I, I've, I've shut out all the other platforms and I'm focused on just LinkedIn. So if you want to, if you want to reach out, if you want to get, if you want to get me immediately and it's LinkedIn and, and that's, and that's just being Essay. That's my name. I'm I'm currently um, revamping my website, you understand? So it's it's still in the works. And, and, and hopefully, I, yeah, I get that done, you understand? And, and I'm able to just display some of yeah, the things up, I man. offer. I, yeah, display some of the things I offer. But,
1: yeah. Awesome. Thank you so much, Vin. I really appreciate your time. It's been a great conversation. I learned a lot.
0: Yeah. But- right.
2: <laughs> yeah, thank you. And I, yeah. And thanks for having me. And, you understand? I, I thoroughly enjoyed it.
0: Okay. So that wraps up today's episode. I hope you found it valuable. And if you did and you enjoyed it, please be sure to share it with friends and business associates who may find it of interest as well. Thanks so much for listening and be sure to follow me on LinkedIn, or you can reach out to me through my website at thecopyworks.com and we'll talk to you soon.